Hello and welcome to the Digital Prosperity Podcast with me, Will Williamson, and David Roberts. Hello everyone, nice to be back again, Will, with another Rick Roaring Podcast. Yep. Now, were you planning your exit from this podcast? <laughs> uh, we are talking today about exit planning. Not that for you, Will. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you've always got to have exit plan in mind, haven't you, Dave? You can know where you go, if there's a fire, if there's a problem. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> no, so today we're talking about uh, creating, having an exit strategy, an exit plan from your business. What happens when you retire? Um, so there are lots of different things you do when you finally decide that enough is enough. and You've had enough. I'm, I'm laughing because... Uh, thinking you're going to have that call one day soon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we'll just keep that between ourselves. Uh, <laughs> um, advancing in years as you are. That's right. Um, as we all are. Yeah. So option one is just shut the thing down. Yeah. Whatever money's left in the account, you take yeah. and, and that's it. That's right. The doors are shut. <laughs> if there's any I'm stock, off. you take it home. And, <laughs> yeah. Sell um, it on eBay. <laughs> sell it on eBay. And that's the yeah. end of the business. Absolutely. Uh, option Two is you sell it, you find someone that wants to buy the thing from you and take it over, either a management buyout or find a, uh, an investor or buyer somewhere else. Uh, and option number three is you continue to be to um, be a director of the company or a shareholder in the company, but you don't run it day to day, you pass that on to somebody else. In our experience, usually a member of the family. Yeah, quite often. Now... Um, most most business owners don't have an exit strategy until fairly late on, I would say. That's right. And yeah, obviously, listening to this, you might have one and ready. You might have everything lined up. Uh, but quite often, that can's kicked down the road, isn't it? And we'll think about that when the time comes. Yeah. So why do you think, knowing business owners the way you do, that more people don't have, don't think about and plan for retirement and their exit strategy from their business earlier? Um, I think the biggest reason is that a lot, not all, but a lot of business owners don't understand the ramifications of not planning mm-hmm. for an exit strategy. I think that most business owners, as you just said, um, underestimate what's involved in selling the company. And I think that most business owners, they don't do a lot of planning year to year anyway, mm-hmm. so they don't even think that planning is important for an exit strategy until something happens. Yeah. Now, what we found during the pandemic, um, talking to business owners, is that a lot of them are now thinking about their how they can get out of the business. And that's coming up more and more, and that's one of the reasons for this podcast. And when you um, talk to them and look at the business, you realise that that business is far away from them being able to put it on the market or whatever decision they want to make, um, and then for them to go out into the subset. So I think this is a very important um, podcast and information that we're going to talk about, um, because at some point in everybody's business life, most business owners want to get out of business. And but a lot of them are sadly disappointed that statistically, um, after putting on 30, 40 years quite often into the business, a lot of business owners actually walk away with nothing. They just shut the doors. Yeah. 
and uh, I've got my savings, I've got my pension, and they think job's done, and they've they've left the massive asset behind. Okay, or someone's picked it up for peanuts mm. after forty years. That's quite sad. So I think this is a very important topic, and I think this is where we can add value to our podcast listeners. Yeah, and like just you know any financial advisor you say will tell you you need to start planning for retirement. At age 30, not at age 60. Yeah. And um, planning for the exit strategy for your business is important because you don't always have a choice. Um, sometimes life events happen suddenly. Yeah. And you can't carry on running the business. Uh, that does happen, doesn't it? So yeah. um, getting yourself into a position uh, as early as possible where you could sell the business or you could pass the business on to somebody else to manage is good because I think one thing we can agree on is that just closing the doors is not getting the most value out of building a company. No, I think most business owners realise that their business it could and should be one of their main assets. Mm. And as such, should grow in value just like any other asset. Yep. So understanding how you realise, because it doesn't matter what your turnover is, it doesn't matter what your net profit is, if you know what to do, you can walk away from any business with a substantial amount of cash. So what's effects so some what affects how much a business is worth and why are some businesses not really sellable? The biggest thing that affects the sellability of a business is can that business operate without the key drivers, without the business owner in other words, or business owner and a couple of directors depending on how the business is set up. Yeah. That is the biggest key driver. Can that business operate without them? Yeah. Now, when it can't, that's when you'll see um, businesses might be on the market for X amount, but they sell it for significantly less because it needs them. They're the main fee earner. They're, all, they're the main. They do the quotes. They the, the a lot of the clients, they know them, or their customers know the customers. They know how much they, they only want to deal with Bob because Bob knows how to treat me. Bob knows how much I spend. Bob knows my business, etc., etc., etc. When the business revolves around you, yeah, not just the customers, the staff, the operations, what you do, what you do for your customers. When you're intrinsically involved in every aspect of that, that makes your business harder to sell. In other words, your business has to have systems so it doesn't operate. So it does, forgive me, operate without you. When that happens, you can you can either sell the business or it makes it easier for somebody else to run the business and you just take a, a back seat. But yeah, there's some pros and cons with having someone just run the business for you as well. Massively well, as we both know. Um, and... The first one, I'm going to, and, and for anyone that goes out after I say this, hey, I apologise. Well, are you a control freak? Yeah. Yeah? Will it, will it be easy for you to um, be in the Bahamas or wherever it is and have nothing to do to day-to-day running? Or will you be wandering, worried, ring them up, getting your KPIs through every day, you know, looking at the bank statements? Um, or tinkering in decisions, maybe overruling people so they don't fully empowered to take the business in the direction they want to take it in. 
if you're doing all those things, you may as well stay in it. it. Might give you a couple of days of peace every week, but that's about it, really. I know I'm being a bit opinionated, but we see this quite often, where they've handed the business the business day to day running to somebody else, um, but they're still involved. Well, that's um, yeah, that's a good point. But also, also, whoever you hand the business on to you, whoever you hand the business on to, is not you. Correct. And they may not have your experience, know-how, etc., and be able to make as uh, success of it as you did. Uh, so I, I, I've definitely come across over the years businesses who business owners rather who've tried to step back. They've bought a place in Spain, wherever it might be. <laughs> yeah. They've gone right, great. You know, old Bobby Junior is going to run the place. Yeah. And uh, I can go and uh, live in the villa for 10 months a year. Yeah. And um, actually, they're, they're back in wherever yeah. it is, Daventry, day to day. In the, in the pouring Daventry, rain. No problem with Daventry, by the way. <laughs> Apologies to Daventry. <laughs> uh, uh, we had another video recently where we were using uh, the Isle of Wight as a bad example. So, so <laughs> you're aware of it, back wherever your business is. Yeah. In the rain, in the drizzle, (laughs) because you've got sucked back in, because things were going south. Absolutely, Will. And and that that is a problem. Even if it's a family member, yes, I've seen families fall out under those circumstances. If it's a key person in your business that you elevate to that, they can leave, yeah, Mm. etc., etc. But it works the other way, Will, actually. Because if you can hand a business over to somebody, they might have different ideas. They might have a different approach. They may um, look at the business in an altogether different way, reorganize, and maybe make it more profitable, mm-hmm. yes, or, or whatever it may be, streamline, whatever. Um, because you're, if you're one of those business owners that feels, well, I've done it that way for 20 years, you stay that way. That could get in the way of somebody mm-hmm. who's who's now running the business. So it's a very difficult ju- juggling act yeah. to sort of circumnavigate quite often. It's not an easy thing to do, and it, like you can be affected by uh, all kinds of external circumstances yeah. as well. So if you're relying on the business paying you forty grand a year, for yeah. example. Yeah. But the business hits a downturn, yeah. or a major customer goes out under, or yeah. a new legislation comes. There could be all kinds of things that are out of your yeah. control. You taking that income is no longer viable. No, and um, and you're stuck making those decisions as well. Yeah. So that's that's a very unfortunate circumstance. Well, and I would implore anyone listening to this is that if that's what you're thinking about doing, really give it good consideration and make sure that the business can support that thought process. Because a lot of people go about life, uh, running their business, kind of treating it as a job or as a, if I've got to a certain level, I'm mm-hmm. happy with that. Correct. Um, Correct, Well, But the problem is they don't realise quite often they are treating it like a job. Mm. See, a business should be a separate entity yeah. to you. You should be able to take a bird's eye view at it, really, and look at it in a way 
where you can see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm. Um, but if you're always in it and and not looking at it that way, then it ends up being a job because you're taking no time to work on the business as well as in the business. And actually, it's when you work on the business that you actually move it forward significantly on a consistent basis. So that's why it gets treated like a job. If you're not taking time out to strategically plan, guide, and give it that business acumen it needs to take it forward. So it ends up being a job because you're there doing everything all the time in the business and not working on the business. And I'm sure people have heard that on and in the business strategy before. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why it's so valuable having a business coach like yourself to work with because yeah. you get pulled out of it to look at it and to do that work on the business. You're kind of forced to do it. It's like a personal trainer makes you do it to uh, to get fit or achieve fitness goals. Mm. The strategy, if you like, way of avoiding all those pitfalls and challenges is to start today to build your business towards a point where it would be sellable. In order to make it sellable, um, you know, anything I miss here, but obviously that involves growing the sales and revenues, you know, the, the, the highest you can, but also putting systems in place and empowering other people to do the, to run the company day to day. So you're not needed That's right. for the day to day running. Yeah. I remember talking to a recruitment agency when the MD came in, he, he said, my ambition is to be not needed at all. Mm. So if I, if I do something, I think, I failed here. I shouldn't be needed to do this. Yeah. The whole company has got to run without me. Yeah. So being able to, to put the right systems in place, build the team, build your processes, build the right culture, all of those things. And um, build the company assets as well, yeah. because that affects the value of the business, the property you own, the yeah. equipment you own, and then the what we call the digital assets like customer database, websites, exactly. that type of thing. If you build all of those things up over a 20, 30 year period and don't just go, well, I'm happy with my lot today, uh, but you keep pushing and keep growing, that means when the time comes, you have more in the way of options because you could still pass it on and the risks are lower if the company's, the foundations of the company are better built. That's right. Yeah, because I might be saying this for the hundredth time, but... For anyone that's not heard me say it before, if you buy a McDonald's franchise, you're not allowed to work in it. I'm sure that's the case with a few others, but Mm. McDonald's is the one that I know for sure was set up like that from the early days. So that you can't, but you're investing in all the systems that McDonald's have honed over years. And those systems work. So it already doesn't need you. All it needs is for you to invest yeah. and let let the business run itself in the model that exists. So if you think of your business like McDonald's, could you take your business, take it to another area 100 miles away, set it all up, walk away from it, and it runs? That's when you know that your business is sellable. Yeah. If you buy a franchise, a franchise... Uh, models are um, successful models that prove that you don't need the founder to run another franchise area. Yep. That's why they exist. That's why they're successful. 
So if you think of your start, thinking of your business like franchise, who would you, who would buy your business and run it, all the, all the systems and procedures, etc., etc., exactly like you do, and would it be a success? Yeah. That's when you know you, your mission's accomplished. You need to still think about your business almost as a product. Yeah. Yeah, that you're, that you're develop, building and developing. And because it's, it's not easy to sell a business. So, again, we've no. had lots of uh, clients and uh, people we've known trying to sell their business for years and yeah. years and years. Drawn out process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cash isn't up front. They're, yeah. They have to stay in it two years. They knock you down. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> you haven't got processes and systems and it needs yeah. you. That is the shame of it, really. Mm. Because most, let's be honest, though, most businesses, if they're bought, as part of this sale, the um, business owner would be required for a amount yeah. of time just to help with the transition. But really, you want that to be less than six months. Yes. yes? But typically, you can see it for two years on the sale of the business because it's just, you've got to remember, if somebody's looking to buy your business, they don't want the headaches that you've got yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah. That's the thing to remember. Yeah. So if you get rid of the headaches, the biggest another example of value of your business. If your business isn't a headache to run, it's worth a lot of money to you. Yeah. That's the, so if you're thinking of selling your business, yet you've got operations that doesn't work well, sales that doesn't work well, marketing doesn't doesn't work well, profits aren't sustainable on a monthly basis. You know, consistent. Good, it's not going up and down on me. Yes. Um, no, it's not ready to sell. So um, what we want you to really consider, if you're one of the people, it doesn't matter where you are in your business journey, if ultimately you want exit out of that business, because there's some people, Will, who want to work to the 65 and 70, and they like doing that, and um, they don't want to think about exiting <laughs> until mm. that point. And that's fine. But if you're one of those people who want to come out of your business in a timely fashion, retire, doesn't matter what age it is, yeah? Or go and do something else, or you've fallen out with it, which is quite common as well. And you want to do something else. You haven't fallen out with business, but you might have fallen out with your business. What you need to understand is by systemizing mostly your sales and marketing, is a massive advantage to being in that position where you can exit with not many challenges. Yeah. If somebody can see that you've always got a constant stream of customers coming in and that and they get converted at a good profitable rate, that's a business worth buying. Well, that um, brings it back to what we at JDR do, which is marketing, which plays a part in all of this. Because, Absolutely. You know, if you're going to build your business to the point where it is sellable, that's going to require growth. And marketing is a key part of fueling that growth. It's the, the engine and the, the fuel on the engine, isn't it, to, yeah. to drive everything. Yeah. That drives the growth. Uh, but also, when you're investing in things like content marketing, investing in your website, you're actually helping build long-term value in the company as well. Like you said, if someone looks at your company and your website just brings in 300 inquiries every single month. They've got that pipeline going forward when they buy the business. You've got brand recognition. When Warren Buffett invested in Coca-Cola, 
it was because of the branding and the brand name and the brand affinity. All that marketing collateral meant that um, they had a big, big advantage in rents come on a much higher price and a much more desirable business to invest in. Mm. And you know, on a smaller scale, marketing helps your business to, to do that. 100%, well, 100%. There's a couple of things, really, on, on that. You got me thinking. We're going to be biased, but rest assured that sales and marketing is cash flow. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, it is cash flow. I don't care what business you're in. I don't care what how good your service is, how good your product is. If you can't take it to market successfully on yeah. a regular basis, yeah, there's a challenge. Remind, talking about this, Will, reminds me of about a year and a half ago now, a couple of years ago, I was looking for a sound system of some nature for my for my house. Yes, with you know cinemas, gramophones. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, a little yeah, a little kind of bike in the corner, pedaling away, <laughs> keeping it going. And um, the first thing I thought of, first company I thought of, was a company I I knew existed for well over thirty years. It was a local company, and um, they were in uh, hi fi and sound division for years and years and years. I always wanted to go in there. Okay. Never had a reason, had a reason to go in. Brilliant, it was still there. And because I've known the business uh, from the outside looking in for many years, there's a, a chap in there. And I, I asked him, is this business still owned by the family? that run it, are you part of the family? And he actually said, no, I'm not actually. The business was bought. And he actually said, quite a sad story, really. Right. The original owner handed it over to his son, but died quite soon afterwards. And the son had been running the business for a, a number of years, about 25 years. And unfortunately, he didn't run nowhere near as well as his father did. And he went to school, and he stayed friends with someone he went to school with for a long, long time. And he was telling him about his business challenges. His friend happened to be a successful business owner. And he bought the business from the son. And then the son now has a job. Working in the business. Working in the business. Working for his pal. For a business that his family set up. That he got absolutely next to nothing for. Because he was about to go bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. And his friend saved the business from bankruptcy. Uh, and that, for me, was, especially what I do, was a very sad tale. Yeah, yeah. Because apart from apart from anything else, by building the business and being and, and not just running it day to day and accepting this is how I'm happy. I'm happy like this for the next ten twenty years. Absolutely. But by building it, you've got a, there's a legacy involved in the business, isn't there? And, Absolutely. You know, well. It is something that you have created and that you put your name to. Uh, no difference from writing a book or to yeah. you know, you know any any other achievement you've made. So, yeah, it's 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 worth making it all it can be for that. Yeah, it as is as well. Yeah, and so if you haven't systemized your business, but more importantly, if you haven't got a good consistent way of going to market that is profitable, you need to look at that now, or so you'll be forever stuck in your business. Fact number one. The next fact. If you take the time out to work on the business, you'll soon find out 
where the strength and weaknesses are and you start putting them right. It's absolutely fundamental to take the time to do that. When you've done that, you'll start be working on an exit strategy and then you've got to have your people focus. So uh, having the right people, as you said earlier, the right culture, once again now, is making your business more and more saleable, mm. more and more valuable, and making you more and more redundant from the business. Mm. And when you've achieved that, that's a great place to be. Mm. It's an exciting place to be. And guess what? For any of you who are not sleeping well at night, you start sleeping very well, probably in Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> not Daventry. once again sorry Daventry it's a lovely town it's a lovely town Uh, I don't know why I picked that as an example there you go fascinating topic really important one yeah yeah it could go on forever it's a a big topic but yeah I hope you found that useful Um, uh, contact us to with with your questions so we can cover them uh, in future shows Um, if this if you've enjoyed this topic let us know so that uh, there's plenty more where this came from we Absolutely. can talk about. Before you, can I just jump in, Will? Two books mm-hmm. that I think could help anybody. E-Myth, yes, and Build to Sell. Yep. Yeah? Just put those titles in. Don't worry about the authors. They're well-known books. They'll come on. Build to Sell and E-Myth. Get those two books. Very good advice. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, that is a wrap. Um, we'll see you next time. You'll hear us next time. And uh, see you soon from Jaden Will at JDR. Absolutely. I'm coming to Damage soon, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Bye for now.